Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, April 14th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Some of the U.S. Space Force's newest members are stationed at Scott Air Force Base. They are performing Air Force duties until moving into an official Space Force command in the coming months. So there's a military motto called hurry up and wait. That seems like it goes through all the branches and now even to the Space Force. It's literally a lot of waiting. But it it creates that excitement too. Like I said, you you don't know what's going to come next. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on the transition into the country's newest military command. A majority of the St. Louis County Council has no confidence in Police Chief Mary Barton and her ability to address racism in the department. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, yesterday's vote follows a similar move by the Ethical Society of Police. The resolution is symbolic. The County Council does not have direct control of the police department. But Democratic Councilwoman Rita Days of Belnor says it sends a message to the Board of Police Commissioners. Harry Truman said the buck stops here. And it's at the head. We have to make sure that that head has what the head needs in order to be successful. That's not happening at this particular point. At least four black officers have sued the department, accusing it of discrimination and retaliation in promotions and transfers. Last year, Barton was criticized for saying there was no systemic racism in the department, a comment she later walked back. Barton says personnel decisions are made based on skills the officers have. She says she will continue to serve as chief. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Members of the county council as well have given preliminary approval to a temporary stay on evictions. County Executive Sam Page and Congresswoman Cori Bush are seeking the moratorium on nearly 600 evictions as the pandemic continues. The Missouri Department of Labor is pausing all collection of unemployment overpayments. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, the decision comes after House lawmakers expressed frustration that the department has tried to garnish the money. Last month, a group of lawmakers struck a deal with department officials to hold off on collecting the federal portion of unemployment benefits mistakenly paid out. The department also agreed not to send any more letters demanding immediate repayment of the state portion if people filed appeals or worked at a payment plan. But that didn't happen. More than 30 people recently received letters saying they had liens placed on their property. Director Anna Hugh said that was a mistake. The issue is there's a backlog of nearly 2,000 appeals that haven't yet been processed. She said the department has withdrawn the liens from courts. The letters are not good and not clear, so I I get it. We have to focus on fixing those letters. A bill to forgive most of the overpayments is under consideration in the Senate. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri public colleges will be able to increase tuition rates under a proposal passed by members of the House. St. Louis Democratic Representative Donna Berenger says she is against removing the tuition caps currently in state law. That allows the universities to charge any amount of tuition. We are shifting the cost of higher ed in the state of Missouri over to the students or the parents. Supporters of the measure argue it gives colleges the flexibility to increase prices with the understanding that an exorbitant sticker price would lead students to flock to another university. 
A spokesman for the University of Missouri system says it does not comment on pending legislation. The move toward more flexibility to increase tuition comes as three of the University of Missouri campuses are showing signs of increased enrollment for the fall. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the news comes as schools are hoping to bring students back as COVID-19 vaccinations increase. Compared to this time last year, the number of incoming freshmen who have accepted admission and put down a deposit is up 10% at UMSL and up more than 25% at UMKC and Missouri S&T. S&T Chancellor Modigani says his campus is bucking the national trend. Our enrollment is higher uh, despite the fact that, you know, there is a significant downtrend nationally. On the average, national universities are down by 15 percent. Mizzou's numbers are closer to the national average and are down 13 percent. All four campuses are seeing double-digit growth in transfer students. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Some of the first members of the new U.S. Space Force are stationed at Scott Air Force Base. The nearly 20 U.S. Air Force members became Space Force Guardians about two months ago. They are staying at Scott until transferring to an official Space Force command sometime in the coming months. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt has more on members of the country's newest military branch. Specialist Michaela Sosville was feeling particularly anxious the day she learned if she'd be transitioning to the U.S. Space Force. Just nervous knots in my stomach, walking up to anybody who might have any information, asking them, do you know if I made it? I just want to know ahead of time if I didn't make it. Sosville was one of two from the four applicants in her office who were picked to be Space Force guardians back in December. And so it was really hard having to be excited about something that my fellow airmen weren't getting accepted into. In the months since the announcement, Sauceville says she's remained close with her colleagues, and they now even joke about her leaving the Air Force. That won't happen for another year or year and a half when she and the other 18 Guardians transfer to an official Space Force command in California, Colorado, or Florida. For now, the day-to-day assignments for the Guardians still at Scott Air Force Base haven't changed. Specialist Jaime Alvarado is a client systems technician, ensuring communications for the Air Force stay up. So there's a military motto called hurry up and wait. That seems like it goes through all the branches and now even to the Space Force, it's literally a lot of waiting. But it, it creates that excitement too. Like I said, you, you don't know what's going to come next. Really, the only noticeable difference for the new Guardians is on their uniforms, which now say Space Force instead of Air Force. But that small change is significant. Tech Sergeant Ryan Barry says it's reshaped how he handles his work now. I'm not taking it for granted anymore. I'm more like trying to get into the weeds of it to better understand it since I'm also a retrainee. Barry spent his first seven years in the Air Force in a unit that handles on-base facilities before training into the 375th Communication Squadron, where he now works on cybersecurity. I have a different type of energy now because I know I'm about to move over and do something not greater, if anything, but just something on a different scale. He says the Space Force pushes the bounds of where the military operates. It's this different and expanded mission that gets Alvarado and many of the other new Guardians excited for what they're going to work on. My dream would be uh, some type of work on a spaceship, if I could contribute of 
sending a, a spaceship into orbit, or even a satellite into orbit, honestly. Alvarado also highlights the historical significance of joining a new military service, the first one since the Air Force formed in 1947. Lieutenant Colonel Ryan Schiffner commands the 375th Communication Squadron at Scott. He says the new Space Force Guardians have a rare opportunity. They're being trusted to stand up a new service something that our nation has not seen in over 70 years. And with that comes the chance to influence how the Space Force takes shape. Sossville helped plan February's induction ceremony at Scott and says she helped make it a little bit different than ones at other bases. We did our formation in the Delta symbol, so that's our own little pizzazz on the Space Force. She explained it's the same symbol that will be on the insignia that represents someone's rank in the Space Force. Sossville says she's proud to have leadership that seeks her input and voice. Didn't think they would actually want our input on what we are going to be as a Space Force, as a lower enlisted member. Barry says he feels like he can take greater ownership of the new command. I'm able to basically build something that maybe my daughter can get into one day. Lieutenant Colonel Schiffner says it makes sense Space Force leadership is listening to its newest members. He says the country doesn't have a blueprint for how to set up that kind of military command. You want to bring in individuals who have a voice, who have powerful insights, great ideas, and innovative concepts. I mean, that's going to be part of the core of what the Space Force is about. Schiffner adds Space Force is getting some of Scott's best airmen. The new Guardians get to lay the groundwork for a branch of the military that they hope will last for hundreds of years. At Scott Air Force Base, I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.